This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 a ticket veteran and Creed stand, Jake Bakoven. I love that band, Creed. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome back. Welcome back with On the Block with Stricken Bach. I'm E. Strick here on 93.7 The Ticket, The Ticket FM, and my partner, Bach. We're here to talk about the NFL reaction. It's been a wonderful, wonderful start to Super Wild Card Weekend, but it's not over. Tonight is Monday for the first time. We're going to have a Monday night football playoff game. That is absolutely astonishing, astonishing thing that I'm witnessing right here, having a Monday night playoff game. I think it's dope. <laughs> I love the changes of it right now, but a lot of things happen over this weekend. We're going to get into some of that reaction today. We'll start tonight, uh, this afternoon. Also, we got to give um, um, we wanted you guys to make sure that you know that the Huskers are also going to be playing Indiana at Pinnacle Bank Arena. That game should be starting right now. Uh, we will have post-game show right after this uh, show on the block with Stricken Bach. We will do that uh, the hour for the hour after the game. But let's start Bach with the Bengals and the Raiders. Solid game. One of the one of the tightest contested games. Uh, we 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 had a, you know, a young quarterback in Joe Burrow coming in on on one of his first playoff uh, games with the Bengals, who had a 31 year playoff drought, and so things didn't look very good. And as they were entering into the game, Raiders coming off of a, a crazy um, uh, end of week eight, 18. And so we find them in a game right now, and uh, well, this weekend we found them in a game where they were really tough and they fought. Both teams really hard. The Bengals came out on top 26 to 19. What was your thoughts on the game for the Bengals and the Raiders, Bach? Well, uh, first and foremost, just, you know, I always watch it from a Husker angle. So for to see Zach Taylor um, kind of progressed his career, we're coming into this year, you know, the Bengals were not expected to be here. They weren't picked uh, as one of the favorite teams over there in the AOC. Um, and, and to see them come all this way and for Zach Taylor to kind of um, not just establish his name, but I mean, really, really get it settled there in Cincinnati. Cause that, you know, it, that's not a small hump. We, we remember all those years Marvin Lewis was in the playoffs with the Carson Palmer year. And they just could never get a win, and that was a stain on Marvis Lewis's career. To to and otherwise would probably be still have a job probably in the NFL because he constantly had his teams in the playoffs. Um, but for Zach Taylor to lead them to the win, obviously uh, he didn't do it alone. Joe Burrow, a, a great young quarterback pairing for him, a young coach. Um, it's just exciting to see what the future holds for them. Now I'm not going to sit and act like the Raiders are you know the the Packers or anything at this point. They were probably um, one of the worst teams in the playoffs. I mean, really had to have some good luck toward the end to get in. But at the same time, um, you know, credit that that defense as well for stepping up and stopping Derek Carr, who has become known this this offseason into getting, or this past season, I should say, um, those last-second victories or, you know, field goal position or whatever they needed to do. I will say it seemed like Derek Carr in that final play um, had a decision pre-snap where he was going to throw it because that was not open and it wasn't in the end zone. Um, so it was just kind of, a, it looked like it 
it was a pre-snap decision, uh, and ultimately that's that's part of what what cost them. But still, to the Raiders. A very much a, tur- uh, a turmoil-filled season. Obviously, we all know about Gruden being let go. Um, just in the last hour, I think they've they've announced uh, that Mike Mayock, their GM, is not going to be retained. So they're doing a bit of a shuffle there, and as well they probably should with the Raiders. Um, but uh, a good a good year for them. Derek Carr has kind of moved from that good young quarterback that you kind of like to to a veteran, no longer a young guy, but he, he's starting to fill his career pretty well. Um, but overall, just happy for Zach Taylor and the Bengals uh, to be able to move on. That's a franchise that just hasn't had too much to cheer for over the years and, and finally gets a big one. Speaking on what Bach just talked about, the, the play that he was talking about was <laughs> the Raiders had the ball at the nine yard line with 12 seconds left in the game. And as he said, he's been very good at finishing those, those types of situations through an end zone, uh, through an interception, I mean to say, and, and that gave the Bengals what they needed to break the 31 year schneid and uh, playoff drought that they had. Um, we saw a couple of, couple of, um, um records so to speak um that took play well one record that took place but it was joe burrow's first playoff victory uh in his hopefully long and in 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 uh, illustrious career hopefully uh he had two touchdown passes while evan uh, mcpherson set a franchise record for uh, playoff field goals in a single game with four so they actually got the job done. They finished it off. It didn't solidify itself until the last 12 seconds of the game. That's why it was very intense. So let's move on. I mean, <laughs> we saw a drubbing. This is one of the ones we talked about, Bach, with uh, the Bills and the Patriots. We talked about, you know, I, I predicted I predicted the Bengals win. I predicted this win also, um, that the Bills would get it done. But I said, you know, you can never count out a Bill, Bill Belichick team. And uh, we see that the, the Bills handed the Patriots and a historical beatdown in this game, and it was never even close. It was a drubbing. What were your thoughts on the uh, Bills-Patriots? Yeah, I mean, and you wonder because they split the regular season series, but New England did it in kind of a very windy day, very different uh, type of game, you know, one of those weather type of games, which are fun, and they happen, and, and, and certainly could have happened again. I think it was one of the coldest playoff games in history, um, but this time it, it didn't bother Buffalo, and, and I, I think that if you watched them throughout the season, you would have come to the conclusion that the Bills, who, who won the AFC East, were a better team. You just kind of wondered with that weather kind of still sticking out there, um, you know, if, if it could have it could have changed things again, but uh, didn't happen. It's tough for rookie quarterbacks to get playoff wins. I know they went through um, the last five first round rookie quarterbacks to, to see a postseason game. Mac Jones, the first one since Lamar Jackson, actually uh, Robert Griffin, the third and Andrew Luck and Mark Sanchez are the only ones going back to the year. I think 2003 or 2008, whatever it was. Um, so, I mean, it, it doesn't happen very often. You're not expected to be there as a rookie quarterback. And I will say this, Mac Jones threw one of the best interceptions I've ever seen. He just threw it. Basically, yelled five hundred and threw it toward the end zone. Um, and 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 the and the Patriots needed this this throw. Um, but it was just it was just sometimes it's miraculous to see even you know the athletes like make a mistake and throw an interception. How well of a ball it could be thrown. But Micah Hyde just made a great play on it in the end zone. Um, so there's not a whole lot to break down there. Buffalo just kind of destroyed the Patriots, but um, still um, kind of interesting to see if Mac Jones is the long term play for the Patriots there and Bill. Belichick moving forward because despite the fact that they did get drubbed in this game, I, I think you'd consider it a successful season for the Patriots, but not a whole lot, a lot of that because of the offensive weaponry they have. So there's definitely room to get better for the Patriots there too. Yeah, it truly was an offensive blitzkrieg, so to speak. 
the Bills, uh, they scored a touchdown, uh, something to note, on each of their first seven possessions. Excuse me. Which is something that no playoff team has done in the Super Bowl era, which is a phenomenal feat in itself. Josh, Josh Allen threw for 308 yards with five touchdowns, as I said, in, in the, uh, uh, the shootout with Strick. Uh, he had five touchdown passes, and he ended up uh, – the Bills totaled 482 yards in that game, obviously a drubbing. Uh, another game that just really wasn't close, <laughs> really wasn't close, was we'll go and talk about the Buccaneers and the Eagles. I mean, it's tough. It's a tough feat for <clears throat> young Jalen Hurts. Don't don't mind my voice. There's a lot of yelling going on over the weekend. <laughs> a young Jalen Hurts to face the GOAT in Tom Brady. And uh, we see here that the Buccaneers jumped out to a 31-to-nothing no- lead. And they never look back at that point. So not much to talk about in this one, Bach, but nonetheless, the Buccaneers got it done and they're looking like they're pressing on to possibly make a run at another one. What are, you, what are your thoughts about this? Game? Yeah, it's interesting because the Bucks too, I mean, they're just without, uh, obviously, Antonio Brown, obviously without L- Leonard Fournette, uh, Ronald Darby, their, their normal running back is out. I mean, so they, they're not at full strength, which is one thing that kind of holds you back as far as I think they, they uh, meet up with the Packers, which will be a great game uh, coming up this next week. But you just, you kind of wish they're at full strength to defend it um but in any case they were they were able to hold off the eagles and the eagles again coming out of the nfc east i don't think anybody thought they were particularly special um but you kind of got to wonder there um because as as you i mean jalen hurts just wasn't very close to being you know to to being competitive in that game um and he's you know He's he's a, a, a starting NFL quarterback, but is he is he a, a, a NFL or should I say like a playoff type of NFL quarterback that you want to go with moving forward? Um, they've got some picks to play with, so you kind of wonder if that's kind of the direction they're going to go um, because you're not you're not in a bad position with him, but you probably could feel better there. Uh, and uh, it, it's just kind of what we expected. This looked like to be a mismatch on paper, and it ended up being. Yeah, one of the last blowout games that uh, we'll talk about is the Chiefs and the Steelers before we get into the controversial game, so to speak, (laughs) uh, with the 49ers and the Cowboys. We'll talk about the Chiefs, who actually won 42-21 to over the Steelers, which is probably most likely Ben Roethlisberger's um, final game as a Steeler and leading that team. Got off to a 7-0 start uh, against them, but, uh, you know, and and by getting a a defensive touchdown by T.J. Watt, it was was a great sack. Uh, The ball pops out, and and next thing you know, uh, you know, he's running he's running full tilt for a touchdown that got them the lead. But uh, there's not much really to talk about here other than Patrick Mahomes having a wonderful game, throwing for over 404 yards with five touchdowns. They've just got so many weapons, uh, Bach. I, I didn't figure that the Steelers would be in it. You know, you've got to look at their defense. The defense could have turned them over a little bit or, you know, created some situations, gave them some, some options <clears throat> in the uh, – you know, staying on the, the chief side of, of, of the field, it, it maybe could have made it a little bit better, but I just didn't think they have enough weapons to get it done, and obviously it showed in the score of 42-21. What, what's your thoughts on that game? Yeah, like you said, at least T.J. Watt returned it and made it kind of interesting to begin the game. The defense was uh, doing all they could to, to hold the Chiefs down for about a quarter and a half, and they end up with 42 points, and I think the, I think Arrowhead ran out of fire. That's scary. Yeah, I mean that that's the type of that's the type of spark that if they get going, they're just tough to stop. And you kind of wonder, I mean, the Chiefs uh, have been kind of up and down more so up over the last half of the season, um but obviously kind of struggled out of the gate and it kind of made you feel this wide open 
opportunity for the NFL this year, and uh, and I and I just think they're hitting their stride, and they're going to be difficult. Of course, the Steelers, like we said, um, they have their own kind of problems. They weren't expected to be one of the better teams uh, in this playoff run, so it's no surprise that this is kind of how it turned out. But um, what I would be scared of is that the Chiefs didn't just kind of limp their way through this. Is that they, once they got going, they really got on a roll, um, and and they're and, and if if that's if that's the Chiefs that we see throughout the postseason again, it's going to be tough to see them going home with an L. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no question about it. And and now we'll get into the controversial game. <clears throat> it looked like it was going to be a blowout. I mean, <laughs> the 49ers jumped on jumped out on them for, to a 23 to 7 lead into the fourth quarter. And then <laughs> the Garoppolo looked like he just wanted to give the game away with some of the things that was happening on their side of the ball. Uh, you know, just different turnovers that just the interception and the fumble and, and those things that it was just unbelievable. I was like, oh, my gosh, are they going to just give this game away like that? And, you know, yeah, just a few things, you know, time management things that we talked about also um, on the, uh, the, uh, the, the, Sutter Heyman, <clears throat> the Sutter Heyman call line. And um, we, we found it just was really difficult. I'm sorry, the Honda of Lincoln call line. Yeah, Forgive me go. for <laughs> Yeah. Honda That's all right. You can plug so, Sutter Heyman. They're the text line. <laughs> They're the text line. So, so, but even even still, I mean, it, it was just it, it just looked like it, it was topsy turvy. It didn't look like uh, I, I will say that the 49ers looked like the better team throughout the whole game. But at the end of the day, they they were in it, and they could have actually pulled it out. And then they had the controversial situation. But I love your thoughts on that one, Bach. Yeah, it was it was a fun game to watch, and it certainly came down in the end. One of the better games I think that you could ask for, um, just considering the brand names involved, and and you know, I, I even like the fact that it was kind of on Nickelodeon, and just kind of a cool, like we said, Monday Night Football tonight. It's kind of cool to get the NFL on Nickelodeon, um, get you know some more kids kind of introduced to the game, or just kind of a different uh, view of it. But uh, either way, you know, you couldn't ask for a better ending, um, unless you're a Cowboys fan, of course. But uh, a better, you know, a more intriguing ending to that game. Um, there there were several points where you thought, oh, that's that's going to do it. That's going to count them out. And like I said earlier, I think Randy Gregory's play really kind of scared me for a minute because I thought that he would be the, the you know the guy to blame all offseason in Dallas. So thankfully, the refs kind of stepped up for that, and or either that or Kellen Moore, whoever made that play call for the quarterback draw there at the end. I just. I, I just I, I'll just I'll, I'll stick with it. I, I just don't think that that's a call that you can make at that point in time because you're not giving yourself an opportunity to to get that last play. You're not it's not in your hands anymore. Um, you just kind of got to determine when you're going to fall down, um, how quickly the refs can get in there. And we can we can talk about the ref running into one of the Dallas players or whatever. But that's also kind of disingenuous to the game of football, isn't it? To a degree where in under a minute to go, the refs are all up to hustle and try to, you know, when in normal, if that's a, a play in the middle of the second quarter, you just kind of stroll up to the line and there's not enough time. So I just would not I, I do everything I can to give yourself a shot there at the end and don't leave without a throw to the end zone. Um, and they put it, they just, they took a, a risk. They took the gamble that they could get it done. They just almost thought, you know, we practiced this. We got to go back to uh, what we can believe in, but that's just not a call that I could, you know, whether like, again, whether it was Kellen Moore that made the call or if I'm Mike McCarthy and I, and I hear it and I, and I know that he gave the go ahead for it. I would just say, let's, let's, let's try something else. Let's get something else going, but they didn't have any timeouts. They were up against the clock to begin with. So, uh, it would have been difficult to, to really get anything out of there, but I just seriously an incompletion would have been better yeah let, 
I would I'm kind of interested to have your thoughts as well, because it looked like we know that the Cowboys, there's been some discipline issues with, you know, regarding um, penalties and, and things like that. I mean, they're one of the most penalized teams in, in the NFL for this season. But with that in mind, do you do, do you think it was a well called game or do you think there was kind of some some suspect things in there that that kind of made it worse than what it looked like? Um, I didn't. I didn't mind it. Again, I mean, some of those things are are, are kind of situational. Um, but I, I usually try not to blame the ref, especially if it's in a close game like that. And if you again, if you're having problems with the with the game, the the way the game is being refereed, don't put it in their hands. Definitely at the end, right? Um, right. So, uh, you know, you can you can argue. You know, different play calls just about in every game. And every, and every, every fan game. base is going yeah. to say uh, that this was against them or whatever. Um, but, you, again, you go back to the fact that the Cowboys are not a disciplined team to begin with. Um, the 49ers actually kind of kept them in the game with some of their undisciplined uh, mistakes down the end, too. Um, so... You know, I, I just I, I would say that that was the, the game was how it was. Like you said, the 49ers looked like the better team. They just kind of uh, left the window open there for the Cowboys to get there at the end. Um, they had to make some some big plays down the stretch to even get to that point. Um, but ultimately, you just have to go home pretty sad as a Cowboys fan that you didn't get a, a, a ball to the end zone, at least an attempt. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's a recap. We look forward to having the Monday night game and, and we'll be tapping in on that as well as well as the Huskers now have started there at Pinnacle Bank Arena. That game is underway. We will come back right after this here on On the Block with Stricken Bot. We are in a few minutes. We'll be back. 